0: welcome everyone to animal tales podcast episode lucky number seven i'm eric keaton that's colleen cherry and we are talking about volunteerism here at spca tampa bay yeah And she's in charge of the whole program. And we have a lot of numbers to get to, a lot of thank yous. We're doing this because it is Volunteer Appreciation Week, right? It is. SPCA Tampa Bay Volunteer Appreciation Week. (laughs) I know. You have to follow those weeks. It actually was last week. We did not have a podcast. So we're off a week. But what do our volunteers, what do you have planned for them going on this week?
1: Oh, yeah. we got a um, couple different plans. We've sent out some ways for staff and volunteers to show appreciation of the volunteers, so volunteers to appreciate each other, so it's not just me saying thank you over and over again. Um, we have right now around 200 active volunteers between our volunteers here at the shelter, um, out in the community, and our foster parents. Um, so, yeah, we have just different kind of kudos, um, handwritten thank you notes that people can write to the volunteers they work with. Um, we have a special luncheon plan to recognize. Some of our most dedicated volunteers. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Yeah. Catered <laughs> lunch, of always appreciated. And just little surprises and goodies in the volunteer room each day. That's something different for the folks that come and volunteer with us multiple times a week.
0: So, before we get more into some of the numbers and why and how people can volunteer, Let us know a little bit more about Colleen, because you and I, have we're probably separated joining SPCA Tampa Bay by a a few months. Mm -hmm. How long you've been with us, and this has been the only role, although the marketing team does stretch her talents very far. (laughs) (laughs) I would say a lot.
1: What are you talking about? Um, the voiceovers and stuff. So I've been with the organization since November of twenty nineteen, so about three and a half years now. And yes, I've always been the volunteer program manager, um, but occasional on air host or voiceover talent whenever y'all need me to do that. Um, yeah, it's been it's been a wonderful ride. Getting yes. to know all the people who have given back. We have some volunteers that have been with us almost as long as I've been alive, so that's pretty cool. And
0: People watching this or listening on their favorite podcast provider may go, well, Eric, Colleen already works for SPCA Tampa Bay, but you're like one of our favorite and best volunteers for our department because of the voiceovers. And I'm sure Matt's going to roll in video from the day of giving because this is two years in a row. But a little bit about that is because outside of SPCA Tampa Bay, Tell us a little bit more about what you do there because, you know, those talents definitely are appreciated here.
1: Aw, thanks. Yeah, I have a background in theater. Uh, My career has been in the arts. I kind of have two careers, my nonprofit career and then my acting career. Um, So I have been acting since I was four years old. So not afraid of the stage or the camera or anything like that. Um, So right now, I'm working on some shows over at the Straz. I'm an ensemble member with Jobsite Theater um, where the resident company Company at the Strass, So we're working on some musicals right now. We have our own Alice in Wonderland that I wrote some music for and will be performing in in the next couple of weeks. And then a musical following that called Lizzie. So do a lot of musical theater, a lot of singing around town, a lot of songwriting. So it's a lot of fun.
0: And Colleen is also a great philanthropist because wasn't it the 2020 Pet Walk or 2021 mm-hmm. writing songs? And that helped. yeah get people to donate. Talk a little bit about that because that was also picked up by Paul DeLgado of Fox 13.
1: Uh huh. Oh yeah, I got to write the song for Brody the Weather Dog. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. That all came from the virtual pet walk because of course we all know how 2020 went. Um, so we went virtual that year and when all of my gigs got cancelled outside of work I had lots of spare time so I started writing songs about pets to uh, get people to donate to my fundraiser. I think it was like a $5 donation and I was writing these full songs. So it was a lot. I think I wrote like 40-something songs in just a few weeks and ended up raising about $1,400 for Pet Walk that year. Awesome. It was my first Pet Walk, so that was a lot of fun. Um, didn't have time to do it this year, the songwriting, because I was busy writing a musical. Um, but I still have my little pet pet songwriting business, so people can request a song, and I donate some of the proceeds back to SPCA.
0: And talk about how you turned our for all language into our jingle. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a lot of level.
1: fun. Yeah, having the jingle, just kind of taking the like the language that we have around our for all and our mission and just finding a way to make it rhyme and, you know, bringing it to life through song for ways that we can oh, use.
0: Very talented. And we were so lucky to have she's Colleen. And the volunteers are very lucky to have you as well. <laughs> and one of the reasons... Uh, we wanted to have a special volunteer podcast as a couple of weeks ago. Our last two episodes have been about PetWalk. So how valuable were these volunteers and what roles did they have for PetWalk? Because yeah. PetWalk could not happen. Without the volunteers.
1: Yeah, and especially having two locations this year, we needed to kind of double up our efforts on volunteers. So we had around 80 volunteers came and contributed their time, and that's mostly people who are brand new to us. There's some people who come and volunteer Pet Walk every year. Um, we had a couple of our regular shelter volunteers, but for the most part, those were all brand new folks. We had a lot of students from um, SBC's Vet Tech program mm-hmm. needing their volunteer hours, so a great way for them to get engaged with us. But just people in the community raising their hands, coming to help out. And bring that to life. So, helping out with registration, with greeting people, showing them where to go, letting them know the schedule for the day, guiding them along the walk route, which, you know, even though we have those neon signs, people get lost. So, it's and, good to have a human in a neon shirt saying, Go this way. And and, and taking and the, photos of the dogs, <laughs> goats. I don't know if the goat was there this year. I didn't no, see it. No, I don't think so. <laughs> that was the first dogs. question I
0: asked because I was just clear the goat? Was, like, was the goat there? They're like, No, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> no, I, no, wait a minute. I have to back up. All the pet walks start to combine.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the GOAT was last year. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yes. GOAT was not
0: there this year. Yeah, yeah. Matt, sadly. just let us know. The, Thank you. probably you. heard it uh, through one of our two microphones. The GOAT <laughs> was not there. But the greatest of all time... Uh, volunteer Program Manager is here with us for episode number seven. So th- this week, uh, do you have any special volunteers that you're going to recognize, or, or is it just one big celebration?
1: It's pretty much a big celebration. Usually at the end of the year, we'll do some special recognition and awards for volunteers um, where we can look at the hours. Like so-and-so is dedicated, you know, 500, 1,000 hours, however many, um, or special shout-outs for volunteers who have really gone above and beyond. So this week is more about just appreciating all the volunteers and the great work that they do.
0: What do you think the most asked volunteer role is? Like somebody contacts us, they either go on the website or Mm. they get your number What is the one thing they want to do above all else?
1: I want to cuddle all the puppies. And then I explain to them "Mm, "That's the puppies are usually not super cuddly because they're covered in poop. You don't want to cuddle them. You can bathe the puppies. (laughs) We need help with that. But usually it's dog walking. That's probably our most um, needed and our most popular volunteer role. Yeah. Either the cat cuddling, which you can do, you can cuddle those cats all day long, um, or uh, or fostering, or dog walking.
0: Yeah. So, so fostering, though, that is handled through the foster department. Correct. And that is a special volunteer role. Mm-hmm. But all of these, is there some type of training or paperwork, background checks, anything that folks who want to volunteer? they can you can help them right now get ready for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you go to our website spca tampa bay.org under get involved, you'll see the volunteer page where um, all of the roles are listed. Usually the time commitments are on there because we have different time commitments, so it's great works out with everybody's schedule kind of depending on when they're available. We have some remote volunteering that people can do, but you can see all of the roles and then the application is on there as well. So we've had to take a little pause from onboarding shelter volunteers just because Pet PetWalk, right. 80 volunteers, got to put the focus there. Um, so we have a little bit of a backlog, there's a couple of weeks of a wait before we can get people trained, but we're rolling along.
0: And they're easily <laughs> identified when folks come to the shelter looking for an adoption because they have on the the light blue, you can see them in the the pocket pet uh, Mm -hmm. area and also the cat area. What are those main roles that those folks are serving?
1: Yeah, those are our um, adoption counselors. So yeah, we have that for pocket pets and then for the cats. So they're kind of stationed in those areas and giving support to our adoption staff by you know kind of playing matchmaker between the animals and the people, kind of getting a sense of like, what kind of cat are you looking for? Are you looking for a lap cat? Are you looking for a more independent cat? Um, And educating them about responsible pet ownership, because, you know, we get people coming in wanting to get a rabbit for their small child, and then our Shelly, who is our amazing pocket pet adoption counselor, is very yes, good is. at educating people and kind of sharing rabbit facts, and the best way to give them the best care possible. So it's not like a split-second decision for adopters. Have
0: we have education. some videos of Shelley with some of her instruction on our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I would encourage anybody to watch those videos. I think yeah. we've made them public. If we haven't, uh, shame on me for, for not doing that, because... I I think she does a great job not only for helping folks who are potential adopters, but somebody who may have had their, their rabbit home for a few weeks and like, I need to get back to the fundamentals. What do I do? Yeah. Watch that video by Shelly and and they've got it. Mm-hmm. And we could see an increase or I think and you'll say, Eric, you're crazy. You know, we need to go through the training and everything. But around our clear the shelters period mm-hmm. in, in August, and that is late August. It happens every year with Hills Pet Nutrition. Uh, and uh, Univision as well, uh, some of those great sponsors, we have a lot of those volunteers here, and some of them just may be directing traffic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also have volunteers for our team and taking pictures. So h- how much have you helped our team in working with a lot of folks who are taking pictures for the, the website? How much have you helped uh, coordinate getting those folks to our team?
1: Oh, a lot. We've had, um, we have a few volunteers who have been with us before I started as photographers. Yeah. But basically, all the photos that you see on the website, all the photos that marketing uses on social media, um, those are taken by volunteer photographers who come in and dedicate their time, um, get all the photos up on their website, and replace the sad intake pictures that they yeah. have. Um, so, yeah, we just brought on, uh, f- I think, four new photographers just this year. So, I helped with coordinating that, finding the people and recruiting yes. them, and then connecting them with Kristen and going yeah. from there
0: thank you so much because i i tell you what that is and our team does a great job when they do it but the volunteer photographers that's that's skill
1: it, it is skill. i don't know if you've ever tried to photograph a cat it's not easy <laughs>
0: or, or the pocket pet, yeah you know?
1: and then julie who's our longtime pocket pet photographer she comes in with little costumes and props for them and gets them to look at the camera and pose looking natural wearing a cowboy hat somehow yeah. it's amazing
0: so, so folks, I remember when we had Pocket Pet Palooza and we were trying to send a lot of pocket pets home mm-hmm. and Matt had them in the video and everything. Cowboy I'm like folks, this isn't photoshopped. They actually are were wearing this stuff. Mm-hmm. We're just photoshopping the in video the, the the rabbit bouncing up and down. But they were actually wearing the hat or the tie. I don't know how she how she does it. Yeah. So let it's me...
1: amazing. And then Marilyn is our dog photographer who's been with us a long time. She comes in, if she sees a dog without a photo on the website, she is here in within the hour taking photos. So yeah. They're pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. They have basically go to uh, one of the the adoption areas and set up their entire photography booth. And uh, the rest of us just let them do their thing. hmm So I copied this off uh, the website. So for folks wondering, you know, they have somebody that needs some hours. They want to volunteer. Mm-hmm. Pocket Pet Adoption Counselor, you mentioned that. Uh, animal Care and Cleaning Volunteer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot you, of people you don't you like getting be, their that, hands dirty, but... <laughs> that's the one. <laughs> that's it. Dog walker. How many How many dog walkers do we have right now, would you say, mm. off the top of your head? I, 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 I guess.
1: say between 40 and 50.
0: Yeah. That was one of the first things I noticed, Colleen, when I got here. You know, they gave you that, I don't know if we do it anymore, the 30-day review. Mm-hmm. And that was the one, what did you notice? And I'd been here two weeks, and I said, wait a minute, all the dog volunteers are walking different dogs. That means they're going home. So, and and I thought that was a cool thing because it really didn't dawn on me before. I'm like, oh, check them out. Uh, Foster parent, different program. Mm -hmm. uh, You still
1: apply the same way through the website, but that's Hunter is our foster coordinator.
0: The best volunteer title on here, cat cuddler. Cat
1: cuddler. (laughs) So it's Monday and Tuesday afternoons. Those are the days when we're close to the public. So in lieu of the adopters coming in and socializing with the cats, we have volunteers who do that to kind of get the cats comfortable.
0: This is uh, with the marketing team here. we got Street Team and Events Volunteer, Mm -hmm. and one of those uh, involves going out with us first to learn the marketing lingo and Mm -hmm. any animal handling we may have. And usually the marketing team is taking very small animals, so they're very easy to handle. Uh, Hardest thing to do is to clean up after them. But it's a lot of fun. Yeah. We have a lot of fun at the events. We do. Ray's games, mm-hmm. sometimes some rowdies games. So they're all uh, whiskers at work, sometimes uh, those events as well. Yeah. Feline adoption counselor. What yep. about that one?
1: Kitty cat matchmaking. Kitty cat. So that's helping the adoption staff, um, you know, and making sure people are being safe in the volunteer in the cat room because, you know, it's set up with the pods. People are going in, opening doors and letting the cats run free. The volunteers are there to kind of protect the cats, have, look out for them.
0: Colleen, have we had many food bank volunteer? Because I think that is mainly handled by our, our super volunteers of uh, Gail and Need Upstairs. Don't they usually do that? Um,
1: that is the food bank over at Pasadena. Oh, so that's that that's one. a new program that we have with um, Emily. Yeah, we yeah. have that on the
0: pocket. It's different from the one that we have here downstairs. Let's yeah, okay. so
1: that's mostly that staff run for the most part. Um, sometimes would you know, if a volunteer really wants to come and help with that, we could yeah. use the help. Um, but we have that Pasadena food bank, so we're starting to grow more of those offsite programs.
0: And the last one we have on here currently is the wildlife patient care and cage cleaning. Baby orphans. I know uh, a couple of members of our team have volunteered their time mm-hmm. to go do that because that... That is fun. Yeah, it's wildlife.
1: it is. And you don't have to have wildlife experience to do that. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, I've never I don't I've never done that before. But I volunteered with the wildlife um, when we had the hurricane, had to evacuate the squirrels, the little baby, all the mm-hmm. orphan squirrels took them in. I'm like, I've never touched a squirrel in my life. Teach me how. And they train you on how to do it, how to feed them, write down the observations. So that's a really popular role, especially with students who are going into the animal welfare field, yeah. but maybe haven't had any hands on wildlife experience.
0: So when people go to the website here, and of course, one of the the big qualifications is must be at least 18 years of age. Correct. How do the kids that are in high school try to get some hours here? Can they be accompanied by a parent? Is there any way around that?
1: Um, I always send um, some different ideas for students to help us out by either making like enrichment treats yeah. or things like that right. at home. And then they can bring them here to us. And, you know, sometimes we'll take them on a tour and they can distribute them um, if there is like a need for like blankets or things like that, making blankets um, or doing a fundraiser for us. So that's that's a great way for students to help and support us. Um, but because of the insurance and liability, if they're that's under right. 18, we can't have them here, unfortunately. Um, we're. Have been working on a program for students who are 16 and up to help out in adoptions. Um, started to kind of get that off the ground, but we'll we'll hopefully get that rolling again by the summertime when more students are looking for hours. Yeah. Not hands-on with the animals, which I know is what a lot of kids want to right, do. Right. But you know, helping to help get those animals home.
0: Well, it's like you said. They, as soon as they find out you work at SP, do you have any volunteer opportunities? I want to you know cuddle with dogs and cats. It's, it's like yeah. 99.9% of the time what you mentioned earlier is the comment or the request. Mm-hmm. And I get it. You know, who doesn't want to do that? Yeah. We want to do that, too. Exactly. We we meant to to bring down a uh, a puppy that's upstairs and place them in this trophy, which I forgot to remind everybody what that is for. But I will coming up uh, in a little bit during Barking News. Okay. Let me uh, uh, cite some numbers here. If you missed our 2022 Tales of Gratitude, we reported for volunteers 270. hmm 18,614 hours, totaling, 560,000 dollars. Half a million dollars. Yep. That's a lot of money being saved by the SPCA, Tampa Bay. How is that calculated?
1: So the value of the volunteer dollar, it changes Mm -hmm. um, each year. So that number is actually probably going to be higher because we will have more volunteers. And right now it's about twenty eight dollars. It's twenty seven something. But about the equivalent of twenty eight dollars is the value of a volunteer hour. So a lot of people do think like, oh, yeah, volunteers, free labor. But these people have all kinds of varied backgrounds and skill sets. And they're they're pretty amazing donating their time. So it's not just a. Oh, free labor! There are people coming to us, and yeah. you know,
0: and, and and when they sign up to volunteer with our organization, I mean, it's great. Yeah, we but we just don't want them to be a number. We want them to have an experience too. How important yeah. is that for you to make sure that they just didn't volunteer and how was your experience you're getting some feedback for them so how important is that for you to make sure that they have their experience
1: yeah i try to get FaceTime with every volunteer when they're onboarded um, give them a tour of the shelter when they first come so they know where everything is even if they're not volunteering in those specific areas they might someday Mm -hmm. Um, and they might even end up working here we've we've hired a number of volunteers todd Todd. Yeah. (gasps) Diana. That's right. (laughs) Um, Anita. Yeah. (laughs) So, so many people on staff, um, you know, they start out, sometimes that's the first introduction. Um, Stacy, one of our animal welfare managers, she started out as a volunteer before my time, but um, it's pretty cool. You never quite know where they're going to go. So making sure that they know as much as they can about our mission and how they fit into it and how they can support it is really important.
0: I think we've told the Todd story before, I think we, we had must have had a staff day or something. And he was with staff in the morning wearing his brown shirt. Yep. And then around lunchtime, because he works part time in facilities, <laughs> everybody saw him walking the dog in the light blue shirt. And we're like, we can't ask him to do anything anymore because exactly. now he's exactly volunteering. Yeah. When
1: he got hired, I was like, please tell me that you're going to keep walking dogs because <laughs> he's Thursday afternoons. If you're listening to this, we need more help on Thursday afternoons. Um, but he kept on doing it. I so said, yeah, he does. He does that costume change. and He's out of facility mode and into dog walking mode.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. And- before we wrap up, we do want to mention one more area that you are involved with, and mm-hmm. that is WAGS. Talk yeah. to us about WAGS.
1: So that is Women's Annual Giving Society. That is a um, philanthropy kind of donor and volunteer group. Um, so we have uh, 30-ish members right now, hopefully getting some more after Pet Walk. Um, but that's a group of women who um, make annual gifts each year, but on top of that also have volunteer hours that they um, kind of contribute. Because like I said, about the equivalent of $500 of volunteer time they're asked to give, um, which is pretty amazing. They help out in many different ways from doing things at the shelter or events in the community. Um, And then we get together quarterly and have meetings um, and also do some service projects. So if anyone is interested in joining WAGS, you can join us for our next meeting, which will probably be in late May. We haven't set the date yet, but we'll do another dog wash like we did last year. The women really enjoyed Doing that, bathing the dogs, grooming the cats, and having a good time. Um, And then they get to choose a program at the end of the year to fund with their annual gifts and kind of learn more about that the following year.
0: And they did that uh, last year was Care for Homeless Pets, $16,185.
1: Yep. So that went to our, they selected our um, intake and transfer department to fund. So they've been learning a little bit more about that and getting stories from those departments and Uh. getting more involved.
0: Outstanding. Colleen, anything else to add about the volunteer program or our volunteers here on episode number seven?
1: Um, our volunteers are amazing. If you see a volunteer, tell them you appreciate them. Not just this week, but every day. We want to make them feel appreciated. And, yeah, if you want to volunteer, go to the website, apply, and come join us.
0: SPCATampaBay.org on the top menu. Click on the Get, Get involved. involved. Volunteers will drop right in front of your wonderful eyes. Thank you, Colleen. Thank you. All right. Here's some commercials. When we come back, parking News.
1: Every time you feed your pet hills, you help feed a shelter pet. Which helps make them healthy, happy, and more adoptable, changing their life forever so they can change yours. Science did that.
0: welcome back to animal tales episode number seven colleen left and i have another special guest it's pinky pinky's being fostered right now adoption details will come up later go to the website like you want to go to our website when you're thinking about volunteering how you doing pinky pinky ready for barking news it's like i don't bark much i kind of make noises where i sound like a cat let's see if we can get through this okay girl reach over here and grab this for you all right help me read this oh first of all what am i doing the trophy this is from the salty sands 5k 10k that's right maybe we can get a close-up it's like winning the stanley cup thank you very much to the saint pete rotary we are the champions this thing is kind of heavy we get to keep this i've been talking about that 5k for the past couple episodes on the animal tales podcast and uh Thank you to all the participants, about 300. And the majority of them said our favorite charity is SPCA Tampa Bay. And Pinky's like, this is not my favorite podcast right now. <laughs> hey, another run is coming up. It's the Cinco de Mayo 5K uh, it's not on Cinco de Mayo. It's actually on May 6th at Madeira Beach. We've had the details before on the podcast. Matt will put those up on the screen or we'll put them in the, the description as well. And we also have May 19th. Uh, that is the uh, Threshers' uh, night at the ball game with the Clearwater Threshers. So make sure you uh, click on the description and get the details either from there or on the screen. Uh, that's going to be a night you can bring your dog to the ball game. going to be a lot of fun, and proceeds, of course, will help SBCA Tampa Bay. What do you think, Pinky? Is that it? Are you glad we have volunteers? I bet you are. That half More than half a million dollars for our volunteers. That is crazy. We should have brought you on for the whole program. We could have passed you back and forth between Colleen and I. All right, that's going to do it. For episode number seven. See, was lucky number seven. We finally got an animal on the Animal Tales podcast to come on uh, throughout uh, the end of the program. My name is Eric Keaton. We'll see you on episode number eight. Thanks for watching and listening on your favorite podcast provider.